It's time to ride, I pull out from the scene real fast It's time to ride, ride. Pick a squad, I'm chasing the bag, I promise to God This for the homies, put that on my life Jump, jump, head to the sky It's time to ride, ride. Pick a squad, I'm chasing the bag, I promise to God This for the homies, put that on my life Jump, jump, head to the sky What's that curtain thing right there on the on behind you? I was like, it looked like you were in a hospital for a second. Oh, what do you mean? No, like, behind you is that is that your curtains? Uh, it's one of them, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Welcome in, man. It's time to fight. You excited? Yes, sir. One of the one of the, one of the most frustrating thing is it's like the question I keep getting. It's like. Where can they watch it? And they haven't even told me where people can watch it. Only, uh, I only know how people can actually get tickets to physically go there to watch it. But it was weird because originally, I, I don't know, I was thinking November and December would be kind of crazy and hectic to do back to back. But I was like, man, it's been so long. And I don't know. It's it's like it's not really something like it. it's more of a. Like, it means more than what people are thinking about. Like, if people think about it on the outside, they're like, 
wow, he's fighting. That's kind of scary. Like, hope you're all right. Hope you're doing this. Hope you're okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm like, it just, it's a competition and it's, it's, it's fun. It's something people, uh, something that a lot of, there's lots of people out there that, that do it and stuff too. So I just, it's just something I thought would be that I, that I've always wanted to do since the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried as long as, you know, you train, you train hard. You, you know, want to know the thing I'm most worried about? Yeah. It's so funny. Is meeting people. It's like a new job interview. You go to a new job and you're like, oh, well, I'm a new guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to come in. I'm going to knock this guy. I'm going to beat this guy. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm the new, like, basically the new person. So I'm, I'm the new guy coming in. And it just feels like weird to meet all these people because I don't know how many people are going to be here just to be here and be here like in the long run because the guy that that um the promoter for this one um this is his last show as a promoter he said so he's not doing a promotion i don't know if he's doing like other other like just other stuff like fight related stuff but then it's like i got um pretty much like penciled in to uh fight on december 3rd but ideally i'd like to be with them because that's the one like you know they actually have a plan and you know, they're talking about, like, you know, building other other fighter, you know, what they want to do with you. And this other one's kind of like a one-off. But, dude, I want this one-off so bad. I could just get up off the couch and, and be excited and stuff. You He's got to kind of have to have kind of have to have an idea. But not like you would have to have an idea getting doing that. But that would be crazy, though. It's kind of a, more of like a, a personal like one because it's, it's one that's been like brewing for years and years and years and years. So it's like a uh something that you know it's kind of like people see it as a surprise but then it's like oh no that's something i've been waiting for for a very long time but we are here and we got some fun stuff to talk about today i I was i was have you ever heard of rumble no oh it's like a uh you can go listen to podcasts on there and stuff if you're worried about like censorship and stuff on social media and stuff i was just like thinking about that but i was like no these notes i wrote were gonna be for like a exclusive podcast like a podcast where you almost didn't it wasn't easy to just to get it like normally because i was afraid of like the censor stuff but i thought it was i thought it was a uh, pretty funny to to uh put all those notes together for this particular episode have you ever done a, a live podcast or a podcast before like this no i never well now ladies and gentlemen this is the beginning give you a congrats a handshake People always ask, like, when I always ask them to do a podcast or if they want to talk, like, oh, how do I do it? Or I never did it. Or I'm scared. Or, like, there's nothing to be scared of. I think, like, the most common thing is people thinking people are watching them while they're, while they're live. I'm like, uh, I feel the same way, so I wouldn't try to do that. I you mean, st- I, did, I did YouTube for, you know, for a little bit, so I'm not that. I'm yeah. Shy. You have experience. Yeah, I have a little bit of experience. So did you? On so. Did you catch the fights last weekend? Um. Uh, well, the pay per view. Yeah, and if so, what did you think? Um. All the fighters that wanted to win didn't win, besides Sean O'Malley. But even though Sean O'Malley, you know, he won by split decision. That was uh, a crazy one. I don't know. <coughs> I think he lost. In my, but, yeah, it was um, so weird because I. <coughs> I, I don't know if it was because, because of uh, his strike percentage, but um, I don't know. He definitely lost, you know, 
Yeah, it was crazy because I um I went back and I watched it, and then I just watched it and tried to pretend like it was the first time I watched it. And I watched the first round. The first round clearly I thought went to to Jan. I felt like he just was in control the whole time, and he had Sean like kind of confused or taking a long time to get going like he usually does. Like, yeah. you know, he's really flashy, and he's really like, you know, you watch him, and it's like everything he does is just like, he's flashy, and he wasn't really flashy. So I felt Peter won the first, second, and then the third one, I feel like Sean won. But the only reason why people are like, oh, look at damage, and talking about the damage is because that one knee that I remember busted that guy up, and we had never seen Peter get really busted up like that. So they're like, oh, talking about damage, but relatively control-wise, I felt like Sean was in control that whole... Like, he was... Or not Sean. Peter was relatively in control of that fight the whole time. I mean, he landed some good shots, and, you know, when yep. he took control of Sean pretty handily when he wrestled with him on the ground, and Sean didn't really have an answer. He did get up one time, but I felt that was a, a little... That was a really close fight. That should have been, like, five rounds or something. And you, and you can tell Dan and I, or not even not Dan and I, after the fight, um, when they, they were interviewing Sean, Sean, they were saying, or he was saying that, you know, like, pretty much, like, he didn't really think he won that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... It, I could see it being close, but I don't know, just, I felt like Peter on really had both for them for the most part. To be yeah, that's one of the weird ones. That one, that's a weird, weird one to go back home and have to think about, like... Cause then it's like, I don't know. Out of ten times, I don't, I'm, I don't think that like Sean wins like that. But then it's like, I don't think it's that. It doesn't. There wasn't enough action in a way. There's, there was some significant moments, but there was enough to where I felt there was. It just, it was enough to give it to Peter Yan. But yeah, Sean had some more um, nice, you know, striking moments and stuff, and he hurt Peter. But there was no really one clear cut winner in there. That one, that one was. Was pretty hard to to uh, to watch, or pretty hard to like judge. I feel like we need to see it like again or something. Something really different. He finished pretty strong. Um, but at the end of the day, he is fine. You know, for you know, for their weight class. So I mean, yeah, and he won. And I said on the last podcast, I said regardless if Sean wins and has a win over Peter Young, he should get a title shot. But uh, I mean, oh, now I just thought about it. I mean, if you it know, goes to the ground with a guy like Algerman Sterling, man, he's going to get strangled. Don't you think? I mean, Algerman Sterling is grappling? I don't know. He's, he's he's one of the best at grappling. They call him, you know, the backpack, you know, the human backpack. So Yeah, but I, the question is... Fight, you know, I think I, I'm, I, I might have to say classify at least one more person. Yeah, at least one more and have, like, no controversy or no weirdness attached to it. Like, it's not like he... Like, cause you look at the one I could have sworn it was the one before that, where he had the yeah. eye poke. He poked the guy by accident, and then. Oh yeah, that was lame. Ever since then, we haven't seen anything. It's always something weirder after the next thing. But you know, he did look. He did a lot better than a lot of people would give him credit for. I just thought Peter was gonna go for more of those uh, leg kicks, but you know, I, his... honestly, I expected more more stand up than wrestling. Yeah. Um, I know. I know they were asking. They were asking Sean Malley, like, did you expect Peter Yon to do? All-? Um, and he said, you know, something about he's always prepared, you know, for every aspect of uh, mixed martial arts. So yeah, and he's like, work on his wrestling and his grappling a little bit. Uh, you know, to even even compete with Aljamain Sterling because Aljamain Sterling, 
mainly wrestles. So, I mean, every time I watch a fight, that's all he does. And yeah, he, he wrestles, he's straight. He can, he's, he's solely like, when I first watched Alderman Sterling, he was only really like a, a really good grappler. Like throughout my whole time watching him from the very beginning, he was just like a soul, like a great grappler. Like he was all right on the feet, but he really wasn't that good on the feet to begin with because he just knew what, all he knew was grappling. But back when he would uh, win and stuff, that was when, oh, well, if they can't do anything to stop it, then they're not going to stop it. And then, you know, he would just win. And then all of a sudden he rounds his game out and, you know, he uses those grappling to do good, uh, to accumulate with good jujitsu. So he already has great wrestling, but he uses that wrestling and his limbs and his just everything he has to utilize great submissions as well. So he starts off as a wrestler and just throughout that time, he uses that to realize he can choke people out and, and be on their backs and, and, and choke them out and beat them in any given way as long as he's on their back. I'm pretty sure every wrestler in the UFC you know, on the daily, probably works on jiu-jitsu. It's part of the game, so. I mean, some. Some people choose not to. I mean, you can choose not to, but then it just depends on what you, like, you know, what you, I mean, what your daily uh, thing is, what your preference, what your training regimen's like. Some people have injuries. Some people can't really do, they focus more on other, like, I don't know, it just depends on who it is. I don't know. It's pretty exhausting, I'd say, but it's one of the more important things. But one of the biggest things you can't do is not think that something's going to happen when you go into fight. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, I think about every single possible outcome. But if you're prepared enough and you're ready enough and you know, you're, you know that you have all that awareness and stuff, that's one step ahead of the people that just say things blindly or do things blindly without any uh, recollection of what could happen. Right. It's like, um, I mean, I gotta say is like, I mean, these guys are pro athletes. They have, you know, they could focus, you know, focus on um, every every aspect of mixed martial arts. You know, yeah, ten percent of the time. Because as opposed to you know, like you know, for an average person like me and you, uh, we do have jobs, so like it's hard to fit in. You know, like you know, yeah. if you're trying to learn, like, just anyone, because you know, th- like, uh, and you want to do like jujitsu or wrestling. Like, but it's all hard into 24 hours. You know? Yeah, it really depends on who. Uh, it, that's really for any, any top fighter. Fi- different, training's different, so. Yeah, that's that's really different. for any top fighter. Though. Like, well, any fighter that's not ranked, like the no, top 15 to the top 10, to all the people on the contender series or, you know, the younger people and, like, the different promotions. Like, there's just different people, like, that aren't able to pay for their training 100% because they haven't achieved that kind of what is it what's the word looking for like they haven't got to that level of their life yet and then some people have to do a regular job or work a regular job and then nighttime they train or they train and then you know they use their job to pay for the training and that's all they do and that's all they know some people live in the gym some people it's crazy that some it's changed a lot of people's lives and you know, I'd say a lot of the dedication and the best way to, to utilize really to really, really, really uh show you um, some answers would be to learn everything. Because say in a fight, you don't learn one thing, then something else happens. And you can't just say like, oh, this happened just because of this or something. Oh, well, I don't know wrestling or I don't know jujitsu. And he took me down and choked me out. But like you say, you know, boxing. But that was one thing I learned really quick early on. 
it's like you can't just have one style and stuff if you have one style then it's not gonna it's not gonna unless the, that person just happens to be bad at whatever it is you're good at and they have no answer then yeah but we usually see someone who's good at one thing and they match them with someone who might not be that good like big questions people ask oh how is he gonna take yeah what what would be your favorite style you'd say um as of recently i've been i've been really liking uh i've I've really been liking jujitsu but i i i I think that's something i'm gonna get into for sure jujitsu yeah then muay thai is my next thing to be honest uh i did taekwondo for a couple years i still i still could do most of the kicks i did back then so um yeah the muscle memory never leaves my favorites that i want to learn for sure yeah uh, look at charles Oliveira. it's like it's like he, he's he's been in so many situations where you know he's getting choked out or he's he's doing a certain type of move and it's just like in an instant he knows what to do but uh i seen that last fight uh it was just was Islam. It was it was kind of it was pretty unusual, honestly. I never seen that before. Yeah, um, it's a Islam's a Khabib. <laughs> Islam's like a Khabib two point oh in a lot of people's minds. He has an instant reaction to every move, and it's that's uh, you know that's a crazy skill right there. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my favorite fighters. I picked a, I picked. I think I picked Islam, but when I make my picks, I don't make it to where I just only think that that's the way it's gonna happen. I open myself up to every potential opportunity. So if Islam didn't win, then I tell myself exactly what are how I'm gonna be if Charles wins. The implications that come after that, what happens after that. So if Charles would won, we were doing talking about some other things or what's next and the next big thing and all that. All right. And then it just depends on the storyline or what happens, but that was a crazy fight, especially when he starts that off with the crazy uh, front kick or something, like the oh, first. Yeah. <laughs> little, uh, little crank kick, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of those guys that will be back, but one one oh. thing I don't like is about him. The only thing which, which isn't like a bad thing, but I just don't like that he's willing to get hurt and dropped like that when I feel like he could win without having to get dropped and hurt and stuff. And then yeah, yeah. you know. Like yeah, the, a lot of people talk about that actually. They're like, they're like when he gets hurt, when he gets, you know, when he gets knocked, he, he goes straight to the ground. And uh, you know, all the commentators they all say that he's most comfortable on his back. And yeah, uh, they have, that it gives him more time to recover you know, from those big shots. And uh, which is, I, I kind of get that, but yeah, like you said, uh, I think he's better off. You know, it's not something you want to be famous for, especially when he's not really necessarily that young. He, yeah. he might be newer he might be new to some newer people that aren't really dedicated die hard fans because before he used to start off just as a jiu-jitsu guy and he'd been knocked out you know he used to fight at a weight class below always had trouble making weight never was able to really round it out it just always be so dangerous just know anytime you're on the ground with this guy this is the best jiu-jitsu guy but you know he's the best jiu-jitsu guy in this division but may not be the best striker. May not be as solid. Not the best striker. I mean, he he has proof. He has proved that he's you know he's decent. You know he's a decent striker, but he's not yeah. a great striker. Most other people would be, or most other most other fighters would be. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, once I seen that arm triangle, I knew it was over. Yep. That was a that was a crazy arm triangle. Uh, I mean, he did it pretty. You know, he did it. Uh, you know, he, he 
did he did that all you know fun, you know fall into the ground and back you know pretty often uh, against uh, Michael Chandler. Yeah. He did that playing it getting knocked to the ground and. It's not something yeah, you want like to I'll keep. I get the whole strategy, but yeah, you got to be well rounded in the UFC, and that's just how it goes. I mean, he's champion. For, you know, he's champion for for a decent amount of time, and yeah, he's one of the best at jiu-jitsu. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, there is uh, organizations and places for people. Say, oh, if you don't like the wrestling, then you just do boxing or kickboxing or Muay Thai. Yeah. If you don't like the jiu-jitsu, do boxing, kickboxing. If you don't like the kicking, just do boxing. Different right. people, but it's like the competitive side of a lot of people. But either you enter the sport not knowing anything, or you enter the sport with some form of knowledge or having a background or being signed up for something as a kid or something like that. Just some yeah, people, yeah. Some people don't have anything, but if you do have experience and stuff then it's like yeah that makes it even better for you when you do decide to start especially if you played sports or something like that oh yeah for sure um when i got invited to uh to the mma gym uh pretty much asked me like what's my background like what what type of mixed martial arts i did uh as a kid and i told him i you know i did you know taekwondo for a couple of years and uh yeah they basically told me that that's gonna be my foundation and which it probably will be but i do want to I do want to be good on the ground. That's my main thing, to be honest. And yeah. uh, the more, I'm more of an extension to more than kick, you know, punches and stuff. Uh, more, more about the elbows, knees, and also the clinch. So oh. that's the type of things I didn't work on. So you like so the ground? Uh, back then is what I want to work on. You uh, like the ground the- stuff? What's that? You like the ground game more than anything? Uh, Yeah, in my opinion, yes. Oh, uh, that's cool. Well, also gonna do Muay Thai, which is, uh, like I said, it's, it's pretty much like like an extension to. Yeah, everything you just kind of like you just they help you put it all together, depending on where you go and how you how you. It's almost like how you prefer or how you are, and then how the coaches can help mold you or whoever it is mold you or really just what you're best at and what you feel you're best at. And you know, someone could tell you something that you may not see in yourself. You may have something that you may feel is something you feel that's of value and then you could, you know, have that be your foundation. Be like, oh, well, I'm a striker or I'm a boxer or I'm a kickboxer or a wrestler. Or you just say whatever, whatever it is, as long as, as long as that's your foundation, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I do, when I do make it, you know, to the pros one day, um, I want to be known for my kicks and also jujitsu. That's kind of my main focus, to be honest. That's why I want to be known for, to be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm aiming for, you know. Ooh, those kicks, yeah. Oh, I love throwing kicks. I've been working on my spin kicks and all that good stuff, and I'm pretty excited, honestly. I mean, at the heavy bag, it's like an addiction, you know. It's like a drug, so it's made for you. So you're gonna make your return now. Oh, for sure. Next year. I feel like I feel like for these past couple of years I've been trying to figure out, um, you know, what was my passion and uh, yeah, uh, find it. So yeah, it's I'm an addiction. Sure. Whether sure, uh, like even if people it. fight or if, if they don't fight, you could still just be training in there all the time and just learning the passions and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, for sure, it's like a passion, man. It's, yeah, it's for sure a passion. I I miss I miss traveling and uh, sparring other people. And, uh, 
you know, winning trophies and for me, it feels unreal. It feels so unreal. Like, it feels like I'm dreaming. I still can't believe it's true. Like, also, the track part of it is also fun. I, I think that was really fun. Yeah. I just sure. want to remember the exact days that I have so I know, like, what I could do. Because I want to go to the beach and I want to, like, check it out. I want to see, like, the... the re- I think there's, like, a um going to be a casino and stuff there, too. But I don't really gamble, but I want to have some fun, too. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have my did did I show you my shorts that I've got yet? No. Well, they're being made tailored right now, but they haven't sent yet. So, but they're 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 uh really they're nice yellow. That they're like uh I, I can't really say too. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it away. Who knows yeah. who, who knows who listens now that they're they're you nice. Oh, we want to see what did arrive though. That did arrive, ladies and gentlemen. What did arrive? Where is it? Where is it? I have it. For those who don't know what's in my hand, I have the cup and the shorts. What? There you go. Here. Yeah, the cup and the shorts. And we'll wait. The shirt or the the shorts, but I have my shirts already. Well, I'm just gonna pack all, I'm pack underwear, pack all the kicking it with the king shirts, and um, I'm gonna bring my belt with me. I think too. But I don't think I'm gonna bring that out though. I think I'm just gonna keep that in the hotel room. <laughs> I like it, but I don't think I need to win a couple before I start doing that. Huh? I said, do you, do you have, uh, do they provide you like shorts and stuff or you have to? Oh no, I wanted my, I wanted to have my own. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I, I think I have to get a mouthpiece too, but I think, I don't know, they do, they do the gloves and the wrapping and all that. But, uh, yeah, I was like, I need my own short. That, that's, that's unlike me because I already have my shirt that was made specifically for that date and it has the dates on the back and stuff. And I was like, there's no way I'm missing out on this night. This is historic night and there's gonna be some hot models there too oh there you go yeah <laughs> so i was like i get to meet these hot sexy models after afterwards and stuff and i'm gonna go like party at like the nearest bar sometime near go to the nearest club there <laughs> win lose or draw <laughs> oh no when i win when i win i'm just kidding now no i'm just saying <laughs> when lose or draw going to one of florida is crazy just for a couple days and stuff but um, yeah, that is pretty fun. Gotta worry about the weather though. I don't know how the the weather's gonna be. So is your December fight gonna be in Florida too, or? Yeah, I don't remember what what different part of Florida, but like, I knew that that would be kind of a crazy thing to do, being the fact that this is like the first one, and then the second one. But I just know in a way that it's gonna be so exciting to where I want to do it the very next week. And December third show, but looking at their uh, their roster, they don't really have a deep division of of heavyweight guys or light heavyweight guys. But then again, it's like I'm not, uh, uh, the way I was thinking about it, like and how I think about it, just like being tied down. I don't want to be tied down in a way. Meaning, like I want to do everything. Like if I if I go box, I don't have to want to have to ask one person if I can go because in a way with all this and. This, the way these fights got structured or even talked about or even me being able to say that I was able to fight or being able to be offered fights and any of these positions and stuff, it, it was all because of 
it wasn't because of like other people. It was because of what I was what I was able to do and and say and accumulate and the attention that it was able to grab. That's how I was able to get November twelfth. Because it wasn't even with the original. Like, I want to be able to do everything, though. Because I know when people sign contracts and stuff, it's like I represent myself, manage myself. And um, I wouldn't want to have, like, someone, like, corrupt, corrupt, like, someone that's doing that stuff if I can secure stuff myself this way. I mean, I have to have a couple people, but not, like, some people like that. Right, right. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have too much. And I don't want to have to pay anyone any money or anything like that when it comes, like, stuff like that but it is good when you have your own like your branding and stuff because i made this cool logo the or this uh, other thing that i wanted to make a real thing well i'm gonna put it on my banner the kicking kicking it with the so, king logo so what shirts are you wearing are you wearing just like regular huh shorts? uh they're custom they're being uh, made for me uh they're custom but I mean, I don't know. I'm mean, I'm pretty sure I could say it. I'm pretty sure no one will get. Uh, it doesn't reveal anything, but just uh, the kick. Well, they're kick like kickboxing. Like they're higher. The Muay Thai higher shorts. Cause I don't. Oh, it's hard for me like, to. Yeah. Like, the, like uh, you have like you have like under like pretty much under shorts under it, but like it's kind of like split on the sides. Yeah, cause for me, like, just the regular shorts. Like, yeah, the regular shorts just don't do it for me, and this just being able to utilize everything in in full on MMA fight. You want to be able to use use your knees, your legs, your feet, and you know what there's the shorts. It makes it hard to kick sometimes, or really put your feet up to where you can. And so I just you know I I picked out some really good ones and customized the hell out of them. And yeah, these ones are being customized, made. I already have the shirt. Um, I don't know. I think I get the gloves there and they get wrapped and stuff. And I think I like blood tests and stuff before that and all that eye vision. But that stuff's easy. Yeah. That and then hopefully someone has a stream because that's going to suck. Because like, is it if it's just a one off event, I don't know if they have like a streaming service set up. I know for sure. Right. The rise promotion is that they have their app. They have the stream. They have the way you subscribe and stuff. So. All that's super fun, super easy, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like. Uh, I feel like you could do if you could do. What is it? Um, your promotion. You don't have to rely on one a promotion to do the promotion in a way. Like, oh, yeah. I can get the whole entire city excited or something and put up banners and stuff like that. But I'm just waiting until it gets uh, not announced. It's like it's announced, but it's not announced at the same time. Meaning, like, on the poster and then have my banner and stuff. Because I'm going to have the podcast logo, but it's a specific way that I sent it in that I designed for that. Meaning, like, a bunch of people could use this podcast logo or my podcast logo as, like, a sponsor or representation or something on theirs. And then get credit for it and stuff. Pretty much, like, it's like a sponsor in a way, but I could use my, my podcast, all the apparel, all the gear to help sponsor other people and they're looking for sponsors or things to put on their shorts so especially with the the new design it's called kicking with the king promotion promotions and stuff but it just promotes all of everything rather than just podcasts like there's a podcast and then it's everything else apparel gear fight stuff youtube every a little bit of everything Oh, okay. I mean, kind of yeah. just like setting up your whole platform and stuff. 
yeah, that's what I do with the link link tree. I set up the link tree to where you click the bio and there's all the social medias all in one spot. You can have the Instagram, YouTube, all the podcast links and stuff and everything all in one spot. You can go and click and individually subscribe to all of it. It makes it super easy. I think a lot of a lot of people have them a lot, especially a lot of the um, super super famous people. It's like oh yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of influencers do have uh, link trees it's pretty convenient xavier the influencer pretty convenient (laughs) so do you want to hear uh this is gonna be completely out of left field but um do you want to hear the reason one of the creepy reasons why i think that uh russia is holding that uh basketball star Brittany? uh is number one because i don't know i don't know because supposedly people say that uh, she's transgender and it's really a man because of the the deep mass of her voice if you ever got to hear a video on top of that no that's not what I think it's just mainly because she's because she's gay and it's a woman and you know they want to give her the harshest penalty because she bought and smuggled a vape through airport security and then she happens to be black and happens to be gay and if you know about Russia and gay people and stuff it's pretty you know like I don't know, they really, it's it's just really not. Uh, I think it's weird. I think they're just holding holding because they they can, and I feel like the United States isn't as uh, strong about it. But they they're willing to exchange a Russian arms dealer for the basketball star, and there's one other guy. But I think it's pretty. That's pretty weird. I I, I feel like that's probably why that maybe it has something to do with that, and then the U.S. is very our people in the U.S. are very heavy on you know like groups and individual groups of people and their rights and they're very they're very like they think really hard about certain stuff that goes on so you see a lot of people talking about something and they go in depth or they explain why they don't like something and stuff and it just it's just a weird it's a weird time yeah I just yeah I just think the world hasn't really caught up to that to be honest the whole world not even you know, even outside of the United States, and just they haven't really caught a timeline. Yeah, either that or they get banned, or we're on different platforms now. Yeah. Uh, Where would you go if you weren't on YouTube? Just because, yeah, she's black, and she's gay, and, you know, all this, this masculinity uh, traits that she has, I guess. Crazy uh, as shit, though. Yeah, I can play a factor into that. Why would you bring freaking weed? That's a that, I wouldn't do that myself. That's the freaking worst city caught with weed in Russia, let alone an airport. Like, how could you? What, what do you think they were gonna say? Like, even if it was like I don't know. It's like it's not that. Even if it was legal, it's like she knew it was there, and it's like were you not thinking that anything? What, what did you think would happen when you walked through with that? Did you look up the laws? Did you think you're gonna slap on the wrist? Like did. Did did this person think about any of the potential obstacle or potential consequences that could happen? Let alone looking at the law before you go into another country that you've probably never been to and stuff. I mean, any of these other countries, they'll hold you in their prisons, they'll hold you in their jails, they'll hold you if oh, yeah. they have any opportunity to hold you. Especially China, especially all these other places, North Korea, any of these places, they'll hold you and and they do some unforgivable things and. Nine years for that, it's pretty crazy. But like, yeah. I wonder what yeah. the um, yeah, especially when it comes to that, and uh, that's probably something that you know she could have took the time to think about what are the consequences of 
uh, bringing weed to, you know, to Russia or just you know, like, like, uh, Damn. like I said before, the world has been in the United States. Where would so, you travel to if you could? Uh, wait, what was the question again? Sorry. What would you? Where would you travel to right now if you could? Uh, Japan. Yep, would Japan. you bring your weed with you in the airport? Oh, I don't know about that, man. Do you still uh, smoke? I still do, yes. Oh. Uh, not, not as heavy as I I used to, but uh, I pretty much just smoke before I go to bed, yes. Oh, oh so do you just smoke the one once a day? Yeah, yeah. I don't do it all day anymore. Oh. How do you get the how did you get the discipline to do that? Not saying that you didn't have it before that. I know it's easy for me to quit uh, smoking oh. and drinking stuff. It's not that hard. Oh no, I mean, I mean, in the, I mean, in like you know, some people like, well, they'll do it like at least have it designated. I used to have designated times. Like it'll be like around. It'll be when I wake up. Like not when I wake up, but say it's like nine thirty a.m. I'm like, oh, I'll smoke around eleven thirty or twelve, and then smoking like. I'll usually smoke it once the highs are fully over and I'll be fully sober and then I'll go and restart the high. But then after a while, after I started hitting and hitting and hitting and just wanting the high to keep staying and stuff the entire day. Right. But. Um, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I drink occasionally now, but I mean, I do smoke pretty much almost every day. So. That's good. Uh, I definitely slow down a lot. It's helped me in a lot of ways of, uh, uh, catch reality. Uh, once reality does hit me hard, uh, I do I do go back to smoking weed and helping with that. What and, kind of uh, realities? Uh, what What do you mean by like what kind of exa- give us some examples of what like reality like, hits you? Oh, like a hard day at work or or just you know anything that anything <laughs> that negative negatively affects you know my mind. And yeah. My mood and, uh, so I think that's one thing that something else helps me. It kind of just blocks away temporarily, but I mean. Hey. Yeah, it blocks and it um it uh what is it called? Suppresses, I guess. It can suppress oh, something, yeah. but yeah. like depending on what it is, like I noticed there'd be times where I'll worry about something and then like, well, what am I gonna do when this happens or this person's talking like this or doing this? It just blocks it all out. I'm like, oh okay. Like especially if you're at work or you're dealing with someone that's like a rude customer or something and there's like, oh well this is hella funny now. I'm all high. I'm like, oh, they're yelling at me because we don't have something that's in stock or they're yelling at me because I don't have this or that or the store doesn't have this. I'm like, basically just yelling at stuff just for the hell of it. And when you're high and, you know, you're just, I guess it, you know, it kind of cools down your anxiety in a way to where you're just like, well, oh, that's hilarious. You know, they're probably having a bad day or they're upset or something's happening in their life that's causing them to lash out and they don't know how to contain themselves that's the way i think i went from yeah being upset or offended by it to you know thinking about it in a deep ass way when i was high i was like well fuck there's a couple times where i've done that that stores don't have things i like and i'm like oh they're like well you can get try another one or something suggest something else i'm like oh no it's okay and i, I don't get mad because nowadays i feel hella bad Especially like, especially now, if I, I see how hard people work and how young some of these people are, and just it look, they're they're just normal uh, people, and it's normal to treat people that are out there working at your favorite stores or your attractions. They're go, they're at places that you shop all the time, 
And you're essentially like, it's like your brand in a way. You're shopping somewhere constantly. Wouldn't you want to shop somewhere constantly and, and be loved and, and treat the people right? Because you, you don't want to be known for being like an asshole of the store or the person that came in and threw something. Like if I'm shopping in my hometown or shopping in any store that I choose to spend my money in, let alone just being someone that works there, I treat everybody, you know, you treat everybody there with respect. They can, they can help you and stuff. And the thing is, yeah, when it comes to, co- you know, not even just customers, just people in general, you know, uh, uh, respect is a two-way street. Yeah. Um, it, it's a two-way street. And, <laughs> and, and you got to learn how to put yourself in someone, you know, someone else's shoes. So as of like in a customer perspective, like if I don't have something, I don't have it, man. I don't have it. I don't know what to tell you. I'll just go somewhere else then. Yeah. And it's, they, they say stuff like, oh, my dinner or, you know, something, something stupid like that. And uh, I Can I talk to your like, boss? And I kind of just learned to laugh it off. I know, I know who my real customers are because I have customers that, you know, they call for special orders and they ask specifically for me. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. And I, you know, I tell those customers I love them because, you know, that's, that's love, you know? Yeah. I'll trade a million, I'll trade a million, billion bad customers for not even a million, like freaking 300 customers. Cause it's always, it's always the good ones that bring out the the more they make you feel like the 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 worth of it like it ma- makes everything better there's more good people than bad people oh for sure uh but, yeah i mean with me I'm, I'm just super genuine i'm like i'm always i'm always the same no matter uh what setting i'm in yeah uh, i'm always the same and if, you know if people fuck me they fuck me so it's uh you know it's it's cool though that i have customers that actually not only care but uh, they always come back and you know we always you know connect and uh share the same energies and it's always you know it's always a great vibe when you know i i i do my thing and, and they like my work and that's that's freaking awesome man i i put in so many hours since i've been uh just for people to show love awesome man like yeah I, one of the, my face. that's cool one of the wildest things about another thing about customer service is depending like on where people you've probably seen this but like for me like i've seen hundreds of people every day or did hundreds of orders and talked to a bunch of different people every day but even though you only see those people for about maybe three minutes 30 seconds maybe three minutes to a minute to 30 seconds to probably about five minutes a day or less you you ever see like you you remember certain people that you aren't even necessarily thinking about but they didn't necessarily stand out, but you remember them. They come back frequently, but not every single day, but every other day. And I'm like, you wanted this, or you wanted those kind of cigarettes, or you're the one that likes this. Like, it's so crazy to have so much empty room for people that I don't, I don't even know. But then it's like, it makes you feel good when you know what they want. And then I was like, you knowing what they want already is a pleasure for them. And they don't have to worry about wasting the time to tell you because you already know. And this is something I'm gonna talk about too. Uh, I know I have, you know, I have, you know, higher ups. I have managers, store managers, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they always stress about always having something out there, or you know, I just, you know, they only just really care about numbers and stuff. But in reality, you know, it is, it is all about the, you know, they're the ones that come back, especially if you, you know, especially if you offer, you know, great, you know, great service and. Definitely. Uh, uh, that should be the foundation for every retail store or just 
anything that requires errors and sales and uh because that that'll give you more that'll give you more consistency yeah you mean with workers and stuff like how they treat their workers and stuff oh yeah for sure yeah you know that part that part of you know my job is like very overlooked it's very overlooked and it's it's actually pretty sad dude honestly yeah they because i have a very i have a very different personality so it's just like when people see me and you know and, and we you know we talk and we talk and oh it's not even just about you know and stuff like that i'd be outside of work and uh, I know I met I met a few good people and they always come back and it's it's awesome man. Yeah, you get to know them and to connect them, with you know, them and, and just not just from a a worker customer you know interaction. Yeah, it's not like what? a it doesn't feel like you it feels like you're just talking to your friends in a way. Yeah, 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 and I, then, yeah. Like I said, I'm you know I'm very genuine. That's that's how I plan to keep it, you know. Yeah, I'm at. I mean, pretty much. I my general way is to treat everyone with respect, but there's other ways. I mean, you can match someone's energy. Say like they're coming in and they're rude to you first. I wouldn't be rude, but depending on what it is, there's a mood for people that are like that. Meaning, like you know, you kind of. I mean, you can you can talk. To, you can either choose to talk to them the way they're talking to you, or you just you know, like I said. Zone. I mean, I zone now. I mean, I don't like. I think about it. Depending on what they're saying, sometimes it may be a little hard. But depending on what field you're in and stuff, and where you are, and the dangers of it and stuff, especially being like saying you work at fast food or like gas stations, pretty much. Yeah. It's like yeah, those people come in and yeah, you should never come into anyone's place of work and just be openly rude to them because. There's a lot of ways people think about it. Oh, there's like, oh, the professional way. What are you going to do? Tell your manager that, you know, and a lot of people's eyes truly won't care or truly do anything about it. Because like you said earlier, a lot of people are numbers and they just want their slots filled. So the money can continue being rolling in their little circle. People can make money and the top people get paid and everyone smiles. Everyone's happy pretty much. But then you can't just, oh, every time a customer or something bad happens or Oh, tell I'm telling my manager. Or where's your boss at? They're not. Gonna, they're gonna tell the boss, and the boss isn't gonna do anything about it. Usually, so like, for the most part, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let me speak to your manager for Well, they're gonna tell you the same thing that I said. You just didn't like the answer, but they're just gonna tell you the same thing pretty much. But then, then it's good when you have involved managers. But it's like a cycle of people in a way because you got managers that are managers because they just happen to be good at it and they do just the right amount of things and to do the job and they like the money. You got managers that will go above and beyond that will truly be there for the people and employees and look for the best people and, and coach them to be the best. And you got the ones that are just slot, 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 slot. You're in a slot and they may act like they care, but in reality, they just want that slot filled. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those, yeah, those slots. Yeah. You can think about it in a way like, well, in my head, I would tell myself, well, if I wasn't here, you guys wouldn't be making money, and and all these people put that in their heads, that puts my mind at ease, depending on what it is. But some people need to not like saying it in a bad way, but there's so many people that could be um, recognizing their wealth more than they have been, because so many people get away with abusing talent or abusing skill and people with that both talent and skill and these people take a longer time to 
realize their potential because they're not shown their potential because so many people are too busy tearing them down and tearing them and down and tearing them down and tearing them down. Then yeah. when you realize your self-worth, you start to fuck everyone over. Fuck yeah, those everything. people that are skillful and do have, uh, you know, a hard work, uh, they just, you know, they get took advantage of for the most part. and Or uh, overlooked. People do average, you know, you know, they just stay the way they are. They don't really get talked to. They don't get took advantage of. And, uh, uh, it does it does hurt, you know, the team, the team and, you know, overall, to be honest. Uh, I just, that's just what I think. And that's just what I think and what I've pretty much experienced for these last couple of jobs that I've that I've, uh, yeah, I've realized my worth over the last couple and stuff, and I feel like I've accumulated a lot of uh, good qualities. But overall, I think it's just about uh, how much more, how much money I can make, and and doing uh, some good physical labor. I like physical labor. I like oh, that, but I feel like more of it's not. It's not about the money. More things outside of of all this is. You know, the podcast, you know, fighting, your gym, going and working out, you know, working on brand new shirts or writing books and all the stuff that I do amongst many other things. You know, I wouldn't want to be known for what I do as like one thing. I want to be known for being something more than just one thing. Like I want to be known for every, not everything, but just I want to be known for a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 good to be. um not only busy, but to be well rounded. Yeah, well rounded and open minded about things. Now and all that. You Ooh, know, stuff. I'm gonna plug that real quick. Yes, open minded people are the are the best people to be around to have around you. Because sure. you look at scenarios and stuff, and it can be a terrible thing though, and and it can be a quite a toxic thing if you're if you're deep at imagining scenarios but i'm the type that can imagine scenarios and either basing them on the the past or factual events and just i can't i can't say how i know that they're accurate it's just that my observations and and paying attention and using the past because i'm always actively learning so if i'm telling someone something from my point of view or something it's because i've seen it happen or i'm telling them a story or I'm telling them something to try to prevent them from either doing something they were going to regret or doing something that they shouldn't have or making a decision that they shouldn't have made just yet or, you know, kind of help guide people in the right way. It's only with knowledge. I wouldn't just tell someone not to do something just for not to do it. Yeah, like, yeah I say knowledge is. And, uh, I mean, also a big thing is, uh, you know, I learned from everybody else's uh, experiences and stuff and uh, I apply that to what I'm doing, uh, you know, not not for only, thing, but if I run into that situation, I know what to do. And uh, and another thing too is, um, yeah, not only experience, but like, how can I say this? Um, see, uh, is uh, yeah, like you said about being open minded. Uh, so what it ta- what it takes to be open minded is being also very uh, observant. Yes, exactly. Uh, very observant. Uh, that's a pretty. It's a pretty key trait to being open-minded. Sure. Yeah, observant. You take information in. You remember it. Depending on what it is, like certain things stick more. But then that's not a bad thing for me because it, it works both ways. 
So the things right. that stick, they stick. But you show me something a few times and I visualize it, I watch it, and I try it a couple times, I'm slowly but surely get the rhythm. And once I get it, boom, just in rotation, it's scheduled, everything's all set up. And then it takes me, sometimes it takes me a little longer, but only sometimes because either you get nervous or some people take a lot longer to learn things. But for me, it's like, I, the one, anytime I like mess up on something, or I'm just, I'm just trying to learn it and learn it and learn it to where I can master it and be, be super good at it and not be like the best at it, but be good to where I can just keep on improving and improving and improving because one thing for sure is I'm always very realistic with myself. I'll never lie to myself about anything when it comes to skill. And I'm very honest and stuff. And I feel like I'll be very honest with people too, having a conversation, regardless if it was like a podcast or in person or anything. Cause I'm a very honest person. Like I wouldn't want to say something that I know people are going to hear or, or tell someone across from me something that's complete horseshit unless we're like rehearsing a movie or something but that's the one time out of a million times that you know i would i just can't say stuff that's not true it's it's hard because it takes me a long time and i can't write scripts like that like a lot of the stuff that i think of is hardcore like in my head and stuff and, and, and it's been in my head for a while so it's the true it's true stuff otherwise i can't say say stuff or do fake things that aren't true Post post fake stuff. A lot of the stuff I post is pretty real, anyways. Yeah, I come to party, kinda get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. I come to party, kinda get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the flip of a switch. Party, kinda get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the pick of a switch. I come to party, kinda get lit, music allowed this nigga but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the pick of a switch. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Party, party, let's get lit. Let's get lit. Lit, lit, lit. Party, party, let's get lit. 
Let's get lit, 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 lit. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Get a bag. Get a bag. Yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag. Yeah. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag. Yeah. I'ma get a bag.